listening to a podcast from Light FM. Coming off a really interesting weekend, I think a lot of people are just sort of unsure. You know, we get our information from the media. Obviously, we're part of the media, yeah. so it's kind of our responsibility. So we reached out and we're talking to political commentator Ki Tuan Chai. Um, can you give us the rundown of the election results? Like, how many seats did each coalition win? Well, that's a very big question. Rundown. Uh, <laughs> there's so many things to uh, consider. Uh, well, as you know, uh, Pakatan Harapan won 82 seats, which is the highest number for any coalition. Uh, second in line, of course, was uh, Perikatan National with 73. The one with the disappointing result, of course, was Barisan National, which only managed to get uh, 30 seats, down by almost 50% from uh, GE14. The other uh, coalitions are uh, GPS, uh, which is based in Sarawak, it's a collection of uh, parties uh, that uh, were part of the government uh, before the uh, parliament was dissolved. And it won 22 seats, which was an improvement from G14 when it had 18. The other coalition is in Sabah, which is a small coalition of a few parties. Uh, these parties are friendly to PN and BN. Then, of course, uh, we had uh, Warisan. Warisan is a Sabah party that won three seats. It was uh, in GE14 aligned to the Pakatan Harapan coalition. What are some of the results that you found quite surprising? There were, of course, uh, quite a number of surprises in uh, the individual contests. For instance, Nuru Iza lost in Permatang Pau, which is a PH stronghold and has been uh, in Nuru's family for 40 years. Her father was the MP, her mother was the MP, she was also the MP, and then for her to suddenly lose it like that is, uh, well, I think it would be a crying shame for, for her party and for her coalition. Another seat that was uh, lost, surprisingly, is that of Guam Musang. Tunku Razali lost uh, in that one, also to uh, somebody from PAS. He had been the, the MP for Gomusang for, for a long, long time and it was like that constituency was almost synonymous with him. So uh, his defeat, which was actually very narrow, was uh, no less uh, surprising. Uh, I would also say it was rather surprising, although uh, some people might dispute it, that Ahmad Zahir Hamidi, the AMNO president himself, won Bagan Lato by such a narrow margin of 348 votes. Now, Tuan Chai, what were some of the big takeaways for you from this election? The biggest, of course, is uh, voting pattern. To the extent that uh, PASS came out to be the biggest winner in the general election. In G14, it won only 18 seats. But for this one, it won 49. It has been uh, said by uh, observers, uh, people who have uh, analysed how the voting pattern went, went that PAS won that many seats because it was helped by young voters, which uh, was not what uh, a lot of people expected uh, you know, before the general election. And many people thought that young voters would go more for uh, the reform-minded uh, Pakatan Harapan, but this has not turned out to be the case. Another takeaway, of course, is uh, the fact that uh, Mahathir Mohamad lost his uh, Langkawi seat, which he had won in uh, 2018. This man who was uh, Prime Minister for 22 years in his first term and then made a comeback to become Prime Minister a second time in 2018, uh, now should suddenly lose his deposit. It's a, it's, a, it's a sad ending for him, you know, politically. Apart from that, uh, 
another big takeaway is that uh, the people punish politicians whom they think uh, have let them down. Uh, and this is most uh, clearly demonstrated in the case of Asmin Ali, also in the case of Zuraira Kamaruddin, who were both uh, involved in making the Sheraton move happen, the Sheraton move that brought about the downfall of the Pakatan Harapan government in 2020. So because of that, this time they were both roundly rejected and Zuraida herself lost her deposit in the very seat that she was defending. With no clear winner, coalitions are in talks to set up alliances that will enable them to make up a simple majority and form the government. Now, what do you think are some of the possible combinations and permutations involving the different coalitions? One possible permutation, of course, is Perikata National hooking up with uh, GPS of Sarawak. And uh, now they've also talked about bringing in uh, GRS from Sabah. But of course, just these three parties alone would not uh, be able to come up with enough seats to form even a simple majority. Uh, as a result, they would have to work with a co- coalition like uh, Parisa National, BN. Then they would have enough numbers. Is that likely to happen? I would think so because uh, these very parties, apart from GRS, were the same partners in the previous government. So it would just be back to the same old, same old government as before like that old government never left. On the other hand, we could have a permutation whereby Pakatan Harapan teams up with BN, Barisan National. You see, uh, Pakatan now has um, 82 seats and Barisan National has 30. So if you combine the two together, you will have 112, which is just uh, enough for a simple majority. And then uh, if that is the case, uh, what could happen also is that Warisan of Sabah might also decide to join them because prior to the general election, Warisan had said that it would side with the winner. So if that's the case, then they would bring in their three seats and uh, the the total then would go up to 115. Uh, But is that likely to happen? It's a bit difficult as it stands because there are elements within Barisan National, within AMNO within actually, who don't quite agree with working with Pakatan Harapan. And much as uh, the AMNO president, Ahmad Zahid, might want to join up with Pakatan Harapan, there are comrades of his who are very much against the idea. And most of these would be those who are part of what used to be called the cabinet cluster. Uh, they were ministers uh, under the PNBN government, the last one, under Prime Minister Ismail Sabri. And I'm sure Ismail Sabri himself would not be inclined to uh, work with uh, Pakatan Harapan and he would probably favour working with Perikatan National. So as it looks right now, uh, there's always a possibility that uh, BN could be split with some MPs deciding to work with PN and some MPs uh, deciding to work with PH. But then uh, whether this would be made possible would also depend on whether the AMNO president, Ahmad Zahid, would allow that to happen. If it doesn't, then we could have a political stalemate. If BN cannot decide which coalition they want to join in order to form the government, then you can't have PN plus GPS plus GRS former government 
and you cannot have PH by itself forming a government, we will, we will have a, a, a standoff. And I suppose the question on everybody's lips, you know, um, what could happen next when you're talking about coalitions and majorities, etc.? That's going to be very interesting. But uh, the king has already said that he wants to have a decision by 2 p.m. today. In other words, he wants to see which person commands uh, the majority of the MPs in order to be able to be appointed the prime minister. If BN cannot decide which way it wants to go, then uh, that question may not be uh, decided by today. But if a political stalemate should emerge, whereby BN doesn't commit to either Perikatan National or to Pakatan Harapan, then neither coalition can form the government. In such a scenario, I would offer this uh, alternative solution. It is that the king invite the leader of the coalition with the highest number of seats to come forward and then the king would offer that person the opportunity to form a government. In this case, it would be Anwar Ibrahim who is the head of uh, Pakatan Harapan. At that point, it would then, then be incumbent on Anwar to look around for possible partners with whom he can form a partnership to yield a simple majority of at least 112 seats. Now when that happens, the chances of Anwar succeeding to form a government would be higher. He would have more clout. He would be seen to have been given the endorsement to form a government. And as such, parties would be more inclined to come forward and join with Pakatan Harapan to form the government. You know, I feel so much better now that we have an overview with, with, uh, from someone who, who really knows, you know, what the landscape is about. Uh, thank you so much. That was Keith Tuan Chai, yeah. political commentator. Um, you can listen to this again on the Light Breakfast podcast. That's on the Shock app, S-Y-O-K. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.